Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please welcome Columbia recording artist, Bob Dylan. Hello and welcome to Neverending Stories, a podcast about Bob Dylan and the Neverending Tour. I'm Ian. I'm Evan. And I'm Steve. And today, to talk about not the Neverending Tour, but an earlier tour, before the Neverending Tour started, Bob Dylan in 1980 in Toronto. We're thrilled to be joined by Benny Safdie. Benny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Please. Pleasure is all ours. Any excuse to talk at length about Bob Dylan, I will take. So... (laughs) Uh, well, that's a great place to, to jump off. Just like, what is your, like, g- give it to us. What, what's your experience with Bob? When, okay. when did you get into him? What do you love? So, I I guess I got into him around in, like, in high school. You know, I really got into him then. And it was the, the kind of thing where I was like, all right. It was just when I was getting into him, and it was, like, kind of right around Love and Theft was coming out. It was right before Love and Theft came out. Hell, yeah. So, I remember when that happened, I was like, this is an insane album. It was just like, <laughs> it was awesome. Love and Theft is a great album. I'm oh, with yeah. you, brother. Totally. And then I was like, all right, and he's going on tour. So then I was like, I got to see him at every possible opportunity that I have. And it's funny because then I was like, oh, my God, he's old. We may not, I was, we may not be able to see him this often. So I was like, back then I was thinking, the fact that he's still going <laughs> 22 years later is insane. So I saw him at the Garden in 2001 and then i saw him again in 2002 oh, wow. i saw him at long i saw him in long island at like a folk festival it was like an acoustic set in like some some field i forget where it was and i saw him at the beacon theater i so anytime i could catch him i did and it's amazing because the the there's an amazing rendition anybody has never heard it bob never does encores that's what everybody tells me he'll never do it he'll do an encore but it's set right. once that's done He's never coming back out. So you could clap all you want. It's not going to happen. And so that's everybody holds out hope for that one time where maybe he will come out and do a surprise. And it was the day, though, that George Harrison died. Oh. And he was he was at Mar- he was at Madison Square Garden and he came out after the encore and he sang something. Wow. And I don't know if you've ever heard it. No. You ever heard this? I haven't. Something in the way she moves. It's possible like no other lover. Something in the way she will take me. I don't want to leave her now. You know I believe now. 
beautiful renditions of the song ever wow. and you don't think of that song as like having bob's voice specifically also from like that period of time and it was just so beautiful and he mm. did it for his friend mm. and it's it was just awesome and it's amazing because when you watch this youtube video it's like a three camera setup <laughs> in, in madison square garden and they're cutting back and forth they're like wow they came prepared and it's awesome it is awesome and so so then on top of that, I was also part of this um, website. I believe it was eTree.org. Yes. And it was a, it was a CD <laughs> trading website. You know about this? Yeah, that, that's how – I did that in the early 2000s okay. too. <laughs> this is so I've extremely Stephen Street. I've, I've never met anybody else who's been on this website. So this <laughs> oh, no. This is incredible. This is like okay. old school, like before you, know, you could there was just... no There was no Napster. There was no nothing. Right. So literally – the way I got started was they'd say, send me two blank CDs and postage oh and you God. could get, and it was, and it was, it was just like literally just um, a website where people listed the concerts they had. Wow. Cause I was, I'm also into the grateful dead. So part of it was, I was seeing all these I saw the other ones. I saw all the stuff, rat dog, Phil Lesh and friends. It was, so I was seeing all this stuff and I wanted to find the concerts that I went to. So then I found out about this website through somebody, I guess, at one of the shows and everybody wanted to kind of have a camaraderie over it. So you would send your CDs and then you get, somebody would just kind of, every once in a while you'd get an extra stuff. Like, Hey, I got this, I got the Beatles Abbey road alternate <laughs> sessions. You want those? I'm like, totally. Of course. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? So now I had this and I could say to people, Hey, I got the Abbey road sessions. Send me the Bob Dylan concert from 2002 at MSG. And so I, I had, and I, I wish I still had it. I had this big binder of all the shows that I'd been to and all the new stuff that I'd gotten. But I had, that's how I got a lot of old Dylan um, uh, bootlegs. Oh my God. Like Outfidels and all that stuff. A tree without roots. Where oh, yes. Mass, uh, that <laughs> Classic. Was my You're speaking our language, man. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. That we would bring up E-Tree on the show. <laughs> I am so moved by this. You have no idea. Cause, yeah. Honestly, because that was like the way you got shows back then. It was like... It, it was, was unbelievable. Old, it was old school. It was more analog. You couldn't just download stuff. It was harder no. to find this stuff. And it was really like you literally, you would you would have to go. You'd have to have an email conversation with this person. And then you'd have to like... It was a full thing. And it was... I just remember like running this thing outside of my room. This... I bought a CDR player. I was getting, I was like burning the CDs and doing all that. And it was, it was an amazing experience. Cause yeah, you'd meet people and you'd talk about stuff. You'd bond over it. And yeah, every once in a while they'd send you something that you had no desire for whatsoever. It was like, I'll throw in this government mule. I'm like, yeah, that's where I kind of stop. But, but not, they got great guitarists, all that. But um, it was just amazing to kind of get, it was how I got access to a lot of early Dylan stuff that I never would have gotten to had I not been a part of that community. And it's also just like people would 
hey, you're into this, you got to hear this, you know? And um, yeah, so just to go back from there, I kind of moved away from like blowing in the wind and like that part of Dylan. Once, because I'm Mm -hmm. convinced, once you accept 80s Dylan or even like 70s Dylan, you're not going back. That's right. Because you re because you realize, yes, he's amazing, but that's not who he is. That's what I believe. Yes. Dylan, Dylan wasn't that guy. Mm-hmm. He was that guy to get ahead. You know, this is my theory, is that he played the part yep. of this folk troubadour mm. better than anybody, and he could fucking kill anybody on all that. You could curse, right? Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so, and so, essentially, and it's the peak of that is Don't Look Back, right, with him and Donovan, you know? Of course. Where he kind of just like, all right, I'll show you. Like this is this is like my royal flush when I play my song, you know. But so there is there is this element of like it's actually hard for me to go back and listen to earlier Dylan because I'm so into this kind of person he really kind of became. Um, I guess the closest I'll go to is uh, John Wesley Harding. We started our show, and it w- the, the whole principle of no it was way. that we would start <laughs> with John Wesley Harding, and that yeah. was what, that's how Jokerman started. We were just like, we need to just start that's there. The real Bob that's Dylan. That's everything else is a prologue. It's like we wrote you a script to <laughs> say on the show. Yeah, because I know. you're saying all the right things. I cannot believe it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 